Welcome to the Shutdown Fullcast. Oh my goodness. Man, we we we've had we've had quite the week. We really already have. I mean, even even in this extremely desolate stretch of the college football schedule, um, you know, our fake news is real and our real news is fake. Okay? The the fake news being that uh there's spring ball. Yay! Boo! Silence. Nobody really cares. That's true. Yeah. Um, the, no further the real, comment. The real news being this, that we have, of all things, a highly successful fundraiser. That's right. That's right. The final total for the EDSBS fundraiser. And, and man, I don't ever want to have another one because of the title we ended up with. Okay? Like the, the total uh, that the commentary managed to pull together. $69,069 and... 69 cents raised for new american pathways i ask you is that a phenomenal total yeah yeah that's a really great total it's a record so i thank every single one of you for donating to my favorite refugee service organization i am uh i'm beyond beyond chuffed beyond pleased with the effort i will also state i want to ask both jason and ryan which school gets credit for rounding off the total at the bell to the grand total of $69,069. So, so who had the last donation? Yeah, what school did that? Hmm. Just guess. Just guess. Like I'm going to guess Arizona. I hope it's Arizona State. Jason? Um, that's a pretty mathematical number, and I know Georgia Tech had a, put a lot of money in this, so let's play the odds and go Tech. Mm-hmm. You, you played the odds. And Ryan played what seemed spiritually correct. And I will tell you that Ryan is right! Yes! <laughs> it was an Arizona State grad who took us to the $69,069.69. Which I ask you, why then should you not consider Arizona State? Yeah, I already went to undergrad. Who cares? Just go again. Just pick it back up. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a. Yeah, it's like a roll. It's, it's like exactly a roller coaster. Just be like, hey, can I get back in line? <laughs> can I get back in line? Can I go through on oh, Arizona State again? Yeah, man. Everybody can go back it's and cool. get a second undergrad degree, especially if it's Arizona State, because you know what? Chances are, if you went to a, like you know some extremely expensive northeastern private school, you didn't do college right anyway. You got to go back and do it again, and you know where you can do it right. Arizona State. Tempe, Arizona. Even if you already now, went to Arizona State once, and you're like, oh, man, I, I threw up. Can I go again? They're like, yeah, man, everybody throws up on Arizona State. It's fine. What's yeah. the, so, so what's the most Arizona State degree? Uh, criminal Tur- justice. Turf grass, okay. turf grass marketing. Turf gra- criminal turf grass. All right, so you're like, <laughs> I already got a criminal turf grass degree. But I don't really want any other degrees. Bro, go back there and get a second criminal turf grass. Golf degree. course investigations. Yep. You mean you mean like <laughs> you mean you mean like a master's in swimming pool accounting? No, I mean a second undergrad in swimming pool accounting. This this is strictly for manslaughter committed on putt putt courses. I have I have an MBA, but it's only limited to suntan facilities. <laughs> yeah. Point being, thank you, Arizona State. Not only did you cap off the donations, um, you did so in a manner which I think is is spiritually spiritually correct. Spiritually correct, apt, uh, well done all around. The winner this year, we typically uh, manage to 
score everything by school and make our donations themed. And then traditionally there's some sort of payoff. Yeah, the payoff again, it's Michigan. Michigan. Michigan wins for like, I think this is the sixth year in a row. Maybe seventh. I don't know. There's a lot of years. I lose track of them. But uh, on the whole, what this means is that Michigan gets to, again, adorn my beautiful kettlebell-shaped body with a tattoo. Can I ask a question? Yes, a tattoo. Yeah. Um, I know you've. I know you're in the process of figuring out what the tattoo will be, and I don't want to know that in part because this is a podcast, not an inherently visual medium. But right, where is the tattoo going to go? I think it's a back. Sh- I think we're doing a back shoulder throw here. Okay. I think it's the going same. Back- I think it's going the back same. There. Is it the same shoulder that Totoro is on? No. Now, if you don't know, I have a a tattoo of Totoro. From the Hayao Miyazaki classic. It's, pr- it's pronounced Totoro. Totoro. I have a Totoro on my right shoulder that is uh, on his big fuzzy belly. He has a Michigan M. And uh, that was because I was given latitude. That's the deal. I'm given a wide berth in picking what the themed tattoo is going to be. So I picked, to- I picked Totoro because uh, I knew his adorable belly would be big enough to put a Michigan M on. So I did that. And this year, it'll probably be the other side, is what I imagine. It'll be over on the left shoulder. Either left shoulder or left shoulder blade, depending on how good it looks. Do I have a design picked out? Yeah, man. Can you design get, picked out. Can you get Captain Murphy from C-Lab wearing Beauchamp Beckler shades and hat? Um, you know, I could. I think that'd be a terrible idea. But I could. Well, isn't that the point? Yeah, what's wrong with you? Can you put it? Can you put it on the? Can you put on the right shoulder though? Because like we really got to work on an entire overflowing sleeve here of just Michigan stuff, right? Of just like a cavalcade of Michigan themed fictional characters on my shoulder. Yeah, they should meet in that. Like I really should, for thematic sake, you know, put a an Ohio State sleeve on the left but they ain't give enough money to do that did they okay okay okay. new idea this is kind of two tattoos but i want you to stay with me left ass cheek leaders right ass cheek best i already have that (laughs) too late too late i already got it sorry what happened that way get on your naked torso a um, life-size replica of Jim Harbaugh's naked torso. Wow, mm. that's you know, that's, like you know, like a muscle shirt. Yeah, that's like, um, but without um, any um, muscle. <laughs> Harbaugh muscle shirt sculpted from milk and push-ups. You have to line your nipples yeah. up, though. Man, life's hard enough for my wife anyway. Why, why <laughs> I, agree. <laughs> I agree. I <laughs> agree. I mean, she's got to she's got to wake up to me, right? And that's what she would see. Every uh, di- single day. Divorce laws have been greatly liberalized. She doesn't have to. And no, that's a, no, that's, no. A, that's a compliment to you. She chooses to. Uh, you know what? That, that's not make. That's not helping anyone here. Actually, <laughs> I do. I no. do. I, I suggested this privately, but I do sincerely want us to attempt to record a full cast episode while you're getting the tattoo. Okay, we can do that. Um, I will be getting it on Thursday, April twenty sixth. Okay, at o- at only you tattoo bonus episode. Yeah. What, what do you have a time picked out here? 
Um, I do. I do. It's going to be at uh, about 2 p.m. So okay. <laughs> uh, I have a lady. I have a because la- I was hoping you were doing it during the first round of the NFL draft. Like, uh, nope, nope. <laughs> uh, it will be. It'll be 2 p.m. It'll be during. Uh, it'll be during business hours for everybody. You know, because uh, the first round of the NFL draft, in Michigan doesn't really have a whole. Lot I'll have. I'll have anyway. you know. I picked. I picked my tattoo artist uh, strictly based on one. She could do the tattoo, um, which was by theme correct, right? And two. Um, she could also, um, she also has the thickest accent in the shop. So that really helped too. Like, you know, I, I definitely, I definitely do pick my tattoo artist by accent. You know, those draft picks who don't go to the draft, but they're like ESPN or whoever sets up a camera to be like, here they are watching with their family and eating chips or whatever. I do think it would be good if one of them like just got in a tattoo chair and just waited and was just like the minute I get picked, put the team logo. Just go go to town. Here I am. I'm yeah. a jet. Mostly because there's a good chance they'd be like halfway into it and be like, ah, they traded the pick. Ah, they traded the pick. Can you turn a Viking into a Steeler? You're a ver- you're a Vram now. Vram. Go Vrams. You yeah. are now Eli Manning. I mean, isn't that like who? I can't remember who the recruit who had the Auburn tattoo ended up going to Alabama was. Was it D Liner? I might be mixing it up, but I think I want to say it was, was D Liner. Um, or was it Landon Collins? Oh, wait. Yeah, wasn't it Reuben Foster? Well, oh, we've Foster. we've named at least three football players, and you say this isn't a college football podcast. <laughs> to be fair, we named all actual um football players not no 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 one from the movie um friday night lights or the tv show friday night lights i do want to while we're on sort of tangentially the subject i do want to signpost aj mccarron signed with a new team this offseason this happened like weeks ago but again if you listen to this for sports news you're you don't care and that's good um that means that definitely on some nfl sunday we're going to get a like thoughtful Mm, two-minute piece on A.J. McCarron's tattoo. And it's going to blow so many people's minds. It's great. No matter what I get, I can't ever get a tattoo as spectacular as A.J. McCarron's entire chest tat. And that's for a lot of reasons. I don't... I'm not going to shave my chest hair and have it grow through like that. It's just not... It's not in my future. AJ McCarron has a clean enough sort of palette that the artist can put a a, a cityscape of mobile yeah. is yeah. like just one thing that's on there. And I think yeah, one it, thing. doesn't it have like a looming Jesus head like Jesus is the staple oh, yeah. marshmallow man come to destroy mobile? Oh yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's Jesus is in the movie Rampage and it's got <laughs> um crystal football is like the power Spence, you got to get a Franklin Tennessee skyline tattoo. <laughs> she put the put the sonic sign and the mega church right there. Oh look, there's the American girl place. Mm-hmm. Man, he he's got the squirkle on there. Look, if you make if you get off at the third exit, it heads right to his ass crack. It's very romantic. <laughs> That's there's Nashville. J- jokes for eighty people. Hey y'all. Yeah. Uh, no, I've got I've got a pretty good idea of what I'm gonna get done tattoo wise, and I think everyone. Um, they'll be as happy about it as they, they can be, which means I think Michigan people will be happy about it. 
Uh, and I think everybody else will be like, what the hell is that? And that's perfect. That's the good, fine. The good that's news. That's a Mac. The good news. Um, if for some reason your body is ever lost at sea. Oh, or, not, or, not or whatever. Chance. In the woods. Or, or in, in the, the woods. woods. In the woods. Yeah. And we're like, ah, geez. Animals just ate the hell out of his face. Um, we don't know who this is. They ate the teeth, too. I feel like you will have two very specific tattoos. We can be like, yep, that's Spencer. Gonna miss him. That's yeah, you the, could just we'll just hit him with the Google image search, and it'll, that's the because you posted him on a website. So remember, that's always the point of a tattoo, is so that you'll be easily identifiable when you die in the wild. <laughs> hmm? I'm not being very nice to you today, and I don't know why. Uh, coroners always have the best stories, right? And uh, for me, like the best story by far is the Georgia State coroner when I heard him do a talk. He said he talked to all of these tattoo guys. Because tattoo guys are very, very handy in a uh, forensic investigation, right? They can provide significant, unique identifying details, right? And he said, oh, yeah, man. So I got this guy and I got this guy. And, hey, we found this guy, like, headless. And he was, like, found headless. And they cut off his hands and his feet in order to, you know, make him unidentifiable. But, you know, we still got him. Because of the forensic evidence of the tattoo, and I said, "Man, wow, was that a like was that a random murder?" And he goes, "Oh no, 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 no! If you wind up in a river with your hands and your feet cut off and your head cut off, you did something to get there." <laughs> I was like, "What?" <laughs> and he goes, "I didn't say it was rational, but you definitely did something to get there." Yeah, what was the tattoo? Uh, I think it was of um, I think it was ironically of a guy who had his head's hands. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a good one to get. This is what I want. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> oh, hands. <laughs> now, now the flip side is, if you want to pose as Spencer and commit crimes, you also have sort of a guidebook to work through here. Big, yeah, you have big, an absurd big beard, guidebook. Big beard. Two Michigan tattoos, one TBD, glasses, tank top, shorts. Just search just search Twitter for Spencer's handle and the words this you, and you'll find like 80 photos to choose from. Just create a composite. Yeah, and, that, and then when the cops are like, how big would you say the suspect was? Be like, I don't know, 600 pounds? 380? <laughs> the, so now what Spencer has, Spencer can go commit an actual crime, and like he's got the thing where like, you know... Dope boys wearing nothing but white tees. How are you going to pick out which one did it? You know, Spencer's got a whole Spartacus army. As you can see, I don't weigh 578 pounds. It's it's the most disturbing thing always to put your face on the internet ever. Like, you just shouldn't. You shouldn't ever put your face on the internet. It's just not a good idea. Don't, don't do it. Because you can't win, right? It doesn't matter. Like, you can put a photo of your hands on the internet. Someone will be like, nice hands. How long you had those hands? No, this happened. This happened to me on on your feed. I was holding yep. up a taco. You took a picture of the taco, and people just roasted my hands. Yeah, no, no, no. People people will uh, completely torch your hands, which is nuts, right? The people are like, yeah, you don't have normal hands. Your hands Actually, no. It, it went on IG, and everyone on IG was like, oh, that taco looks good. And it went on Twitter, and it was like, is there a witch holding your taco or something? You know, just caught the flames on Twitter. It's not. Yeah, no, no, no. You don't do it because uh, people are uh, people are bitter, evil, 
and sad on Twitter. That's why Twitter, I do real Twitter, well there. Twitter doesn't know what a body looks like. If you yeah. ask Twitter to draw a body, <laughs> it's, like, it's like a med- medieval anatomy class. <laughs> it's full of gears. Yeah. Like, no, no, no. I was... You ever look at you ever, ever look at old art? Like, did you fuckers even have people? What were you drawing? <laughs> what is this supposed to be? That may be what people looked like back then. In fairness, <laughs> nutrition was terrible, and doctors barely existed. Yeah, I, I enjoy too that um, that I, I ended up looking up accidentally because you know I was looking for a photo of the tattoo, the original tat, right? Of your original tattoo? Because of like the I very first those, tattoo right? ever put on a person. I don't understand tat. what you were not organized for. up to. I'll just look on the internet, right? Where'd you go? Did we chase him off? Did we body shame him away? No, I think he's he's looking for the tattoo. He's searching through his files. I love your beautiful body. I mean, in a friendly way. God, that's uh, going to get written up for that. What is the unfriendly way? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm back. Hey, I'm sorry. hey, just, we're sorry. Leave- we're sorry. We body shamed you away. Yeah, that's just, okay. Just leave all that in. That's, that's good material. <laughs> we do. We're two minutes. We're two minutes closer to done now. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners uh, seem to like episode length. That seems to be like the one of the big criteria they judge this program by. They're always like, "Oh, that one was long." Why are you? Good. Why are you so. treating this podcast like purgatory, where you're just like, just gotta burn off time. Just, just doesn't ah, <laughs> oh, just get a little closer to heaven. We're just getting people through commutes and train rides and and Godfrey through mowing his lawn. Spencer, what tattoo all... were you were you looking for? Oh, he shamed him See? again. See? God, I, that's the one question you must mustn't ask him. <laughs> mm. That's okay, the red. I think, oh. I think I'm back. I'm very sorry. All right. Are you yeah. prepared to answer the question? What yes. tattoo were you looking for? <laughs> so I was looking for the original Totoro tattoo, right? You're you were hold on. Hold on. You were looking for a photo of your tattoo? Yes. Right? What? Um, it's because... all, it's with you at all time. Why? Well, that's correct. Did I was you in... lose your tattoo? <laughs> what are you talking nope. about? What same Nobody... place? You don't need to find a photo of the tattoo. Just get your fucking phone out and take it. Well, yeah, but that would take like a second. And oh it's easier God. to just look up the previous photo I had. Additionally, and I this gets to my point, okay? <laughs> that was already out there. Every bit of ammunition that I had given the internet, right? To talk about whatever deformity passes from my physique. I had already put in that photo. If I give you a new one... You have new ammo, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I wasn't going to give you new stuff. It's going to give me the same old stuff. Here, look. Doesn't look that much different. I'm obviously still the same person in that photo, right? So I, I looked that photo up, and I noticed a, re- a result for it on MGoBlock. Wonderful supporters of our, our fundraising. Um, very interesting group of people. Love them to death. Uh, on it, they were like, man, that's a blogger, man. Can't work out. Bloggers never work out. <laughs> just like, just like, man, that guy's rough. I will tell you in this photo, I look like a normal, I, I look like a perfectly normal human being. I have a bad case of body dysmorphia anyway. 
If you ask me how much I'd weigh, I, I would sincerely respond somewhere between 200 and 700 pounds. Not real sure. It's, I mean, it's, it's hardest of all getting this uh, from message board commenters who are all sex gods. I mean, Across every message board, that's, I mean, people, people often say, Spencer, what's the hardest part of being on the internet? And I'm like comparing my body to those of a message board poster. It's the hardest thing in the world. Uh, it's very difficult, but you know, I, yeah. I somehow, I live Man, and have you ever been to the Midwest? My God, the physiques on these people. Mm-hmm. I will, t- I will tell you, at least, at least in the South, you just get some big dudes. You're like, man, he's fat, but man, he can move a, he can move a truck. <laughs> in the Midwest, you're like, you're built for a sweatshirt. Yay, lucky you, you live in the Midwest. We're all deeply unsexy. Speak for yourself. <laughs> Speak no, for no. yourself, sir. No, it's fine. It's fine. It's better this way, but we're all deeply, deeply unsexy. Hmm. And I'm all right with that. I was just our listeners will be the judge of this. (laughs) (laughs) I was just reminded that no one on the internet, like the internet, has so thoroughly broken people's brains that a they don't know how hard football is. Right? Like we talk about this all the time. That nobody knows how hard football is. They're like, you know, you know, I could get around the quarter on an offensive tackle. Just give me enough snaps. No, (laughs) it's just not happening. Not, you're not doing it. And they're like, oh, that wide receiver's slow. No, 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 no. You're slow. That wide receiver's fast as hell. He wouldn't be out there. Well, the coaches are stupid. They could read a watch. They can all read a watch. He might be. He might have other faults. He might be slow relative to what you're looking at. But everything you're looking at, blazing fast. And the same thing goes for bodies. Like no one on the internet has an idea of what a body is. None. No one. Only women do because women will actually do the thing where they go, you know what, ladies? Let's see a supportive thread. Why don't you show me what you look like? And ladies will sit there and go, man, here's a photo of me. I look fat as hell. Somebody's like, no, you look great. You look phenomenal. Your skin's glowing. You you tried this with dad fashion, but it was mostly a circle of loathing. No, I was stunned. It's very like, I will, uh, spoiler, I will write a little bit more about this later. But I was stunned at how uniformly positive it all was once you put it to men that they could act that way. All you needed to do was give men license to be nice. You just had to say, hey, dude, you know what? Why don't you just show me your dad looks? Dads would post like whatever. It couldn't be looking good. You couldn't actually attempt to look good on purpose, right? Right. But but as long as it was a dad look, dads were like, oh, man, hey, that is nice. Classy. Looking flawless. But did you fear that at any point someone would come through with like a clearly inauthentic dad fit and like, you know, stir up some shit and, and then suddenly the you're the moderate, you're the admin of this thread. You're having to kick people out for looking too cute. Yeah, no, I never had to. Never had Comfortable to. Comfortable right? waistbands I think, only. I think there were one or two guys who were obviously thirst trapping like, yeah, you know. Doing this, or one guy was one guy had like a weird thing. One guy was like, "Yeah, you know, spend a lot more time with my kids now that I'm divorced." <laughs> I was like, "I don't want anything. I don't want to be near this discussion." Well, honestly, but even even that is like a pretty good version of that discussion. Right. It wasn't like, "Yeah, I left my wife and kids so I can get on with real living." No, it wasn't. 
There were no Kirk Van Hootens, right? There was there was no like I sleep in the race car bed now. No, there was none of that. Right? Even the divorce guys were like, "Beat a dead rules looks really good." So I didn't have to, which was cool. Like that was great. I love that. But like, point is, most of the time, women women do this. Women will be like, "Oh man, that's so supportive." Not to say there aren't lady haters out there. They're the most lethal. But on the whole, it's a much more supportive vibe than if you actually did this with guys. They'd be like. Dude, you look like eight garbage bags wearing a Burlington Coat Factory suit. That's what you say. I am. Yeah, that's because who I am. <laughs> <laughs> what that guy or eight garbage bags in a Burlington Coat Factory suit? I am eight suit. garbage bags wearing a Burlington Coat Factory suit, and I'm your attorney. No, no, you're you're. Yeah. Speaking of, I think that's a great segue because thank you. Um, you know, again, there's not much going on. Hey, Florida was fun. People got mad. There were some people online that Florida spring game involved uh, throwing to former players, which was a big deal, by the way. In case you wonder why, I don't know, thirty of the world's stupidest people are mad about this online. It was a big deal because Jim McElwain didn't actually talk to anyone for three years. It wasn't like, hey, come back and be part of the former community and you know be a player and talk to these young guys and you know like extend extend the brand and you know and and you know leave your legacy here at the University of Florida. Now apparently Jim McElwain just didn't talk to anyone for three years, so they had players back and they caught passes and threw passes and it was very fun. It wasn't a very serious spring game. And there's like eight. I'm lowering the number from thirty to eight. Who were mad that this wasn't real competition yeah it's a spring game i hate to tell you it's it's fake they've done most of the work when you're not looking go go right. I, yeah you got to swing the other direction you got to be like set the field on fire cut players live on television do it all no Herm, no Herm gets, one gets it <laughs> one knife you want to make this team show me <laughs> we're hiring i got one spot Free for kids. Okay. Kids get in free to the spring game. <laughs> yeah, kids get in free. It's great. Pool cue. I am I do remain disappointed that um after Michigan and a few other schools in the Midwest canceled spring games, but Michigan specifically, I do feel like he sh- uh, Jim Harbaugh should have packed everybody up in the bus and said, We're going to Ohio State. We're just gonna walk out on the field and see what they do. What's the worst <laughs> what's the worst thing that happens? They say, like, no, you can't be here. And then you spend the next however many weeks of the off season telling every coach's poll and AP voter be like, hmm, it seems like Ohio State is scared. Kind of wonder why you'd rank a team that wouldn't even play us uh, uh, in a home game in the spring. Game that didn't even count. Seems weird well, that they wouldn't play us. Could they yeah, sit but... there could they sit there with those dunk contest like judges cards? <laughs> right? And Two. like after after every play just putting up a zero. <laughs> Two, I mean, I feel one. like if you're Michigan, the smart play is to um, face Ohio State as infrequently as possible because well, you, you could lose the spring game to Ohio State. Well, but then you just say it was part of. Point. Then you just say it was part of the plan. That oh, didn't God. count. <laughs> We're losing in the count. jar. We'll see you in a few months. <laughs> I just wanted to see them with like mouths full of hot dogs and popcorn, being like the rivalry is forever. <laughs> <laughs> Again, we love you, Michigan, and thank you for all your generosity. Thank you so much. You guys are the best. Like, absolutely the best. And totally going to, you know, mark up my body with something semi-Michigan related. I promise. I'll take pictures. pictures. You can make fun of my big hammy upper arms. 
I feel like I can say whatever I want about Michigan because you get all these tattoos. Like that's true. <laughs> <laughs> like it's like oh they they gave all this money to the charity drive. That's so nice. We should be nice to them. And it's like that's already taken care of. I can say whatever I want. Spencer <laughs> got inked up for your sins. <laughs> it's true. You know they could be like, man, you got oh man, you got Rich Rodriguez on there. That is problematic and weird. There's levels to this. Um. <laughs> Not to Rich Rod, because that's above our, our pay grade, but let's give out some legal advice to real, live, stupid listeners who decided to send us legal questions. Why am I doing this? Um, because anytime, anytime like legal things enter the public consciousness, for some reason everybody has decided that I am their lawyer. If you it's true. read every it's day true. should be Saturday, if you listen to the full cast, whatever. And so you know what? Yep, I am. I'm your lawyer now. And I am responsible for your well-being. And th- here's the thing. This might help you quite a bit. Because if it goes poorly, and it's probably going to go poorly, you get to turn around and say, well, I was denied effective assistance of counsel. And I can mm-hmm. stand up in court and be like, yes, I don't even have an active law license anymore. Also, here's three episodes of this terrible podcast I do. Would you hire me as an attorney? No. This man wasn't competent to stand trial. You did a bad job, Judge. I'm going to go now. That's some damn good lawyering. See? I mean, yeah. bad. I mean, bad. I mean, good. It's extremely good, bad lawyering. Um, so I'll, I'll start with um, this question from... Our friend, uh, I just had it. <laughs> See, folks, a good lawyer brings his documents to court. <laughs> you gotta, okay. This is from Lucas Bloss at Lucas Bloss 22. Can I legally make a TV show about a lawsuit about barbershop TV shows? <laughs> are, you, are either of you aware of the latest development in the um, heated barbershop TV show legal uh, community? So this is the case of Bama v. LeBron? Um, uh, You've stylized it incorrectly. The plaintiff goes first, so it would be LeBron v. Bama. Mm, No, it's it's, um, the the second one is whoever has home court. I'm sorry. Bama's playing defense no matter who (laughs) the case involves. Okay, Okay? fair. Um, Yeah, so, so LeBron James had his people send a fairly standard legal letter to Alabama for their barbershop interview show. Um, Nothing super important happened there. I think they changed the name because it was somewhat similar to the name he uses for his. But by getting back in the news in the first place, somebody else is suing him for having a barbershop TV show and supposedly stealing the idea. It's a great Mm. circle. It's a great circle that we're having here, and I love it. I lo- so yes, you can absolutely make a TV show about a lawsuit about barbershop TV shows. And then more importantly, if I try to make this TV show, you can make a TV show about that lawsuit. You can just keep going forever and ever and ever. It's perfect. It's a circle of litigation. Yeah, just build, just rack up those hours. <laughs> and then you can talk about it at the barbershop. Oh, yeah, no, you can't. You actually. Oh, okay. You can't do that. 
So that is where you draw the line. Do, who who owns that? LeBron, Ice Cube, Nick Saban? Supercuts. Okay. Supercuts and Menon talking at the barbershop. And that's why we hate them for it. Not a sponsor of the shutdown full cat. Do you I, I hate talking when I get my hair cut personally. Yeah. Should we go on an anti sponsor crusade? Like whoever doesn't sponsor us, fuck them. Sure. That's true. Yeah, absolutely. You know what? That's why Toys R Us went under. Supercuts. What's the super about you, frankly? Cheese it's you ain't shit. <laughs> That's I, <laughs> that would be the best Cheese It's campaign ever. It would just be Cheese It's taking an anti customer viewpoint for we don't no need apparent to. reason. Yeah, uh, Cheese yeah, It's uh, you ain't <laughs> shit, Marvin. <laughs> and not even like, not even like, you can't handle the cheesiness. No, no, just, just like, like, just like, fuck you, don't buy them, then we'll eat them. <laughs> it backfires and there's just warehouses full of cheeses. Good. We don't have to go shopping for years now, you assholes. And they're like, they're like, how are we going to keep the cheeses from being eaten by moths and rats? And it's like, well, they're cheeses. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they'll be fine. <laughs> Please, rat, rats aren't touching that shit. See what happens. See, we got a spot. We got a, like a sponsorship protection racket going here now. Who's next? Yeah. Yeah. No, you got it. Yeah, you got to sponsor us. We we laid. We put the thunder. We brought the thunder to Cheez-Its. <laughs> Cheez-Its stock price just tumbled four <laughs> dear, cents. Dear God, did you see CZT went down? <laughs> you know the the Cheez-Its Corporation. <laughs> uh, yeah, the it, board. Uh, we've, we've just decided to make Cheez-Its its own corporation, <laughs> yeah. not a sub-brand of some much larger American hog fodder corporation. <laughs> right? What if we took pig food and made it into people food and then sold it in a box? Nope. Cheez-Its. Yeah. It was founded by Derek Cheez-It. Derek Cheez-It. Yeah, it was actually Chizette. He was French. Part of the French resistance. Steep fall. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right, why don't you please pick a piece of legal advice for us to discuss? Oh, God. <laughs> oh, who's unprepared mm. now? See, everybody wants to well, talk shit. Oh, being a lawyer so Oh, awesome. no. Oh, you waste I, all this money going to law school. Oh, look at you with your dumb video job. Nobody even knows what you do anymore, and you're the worst person on the full cast, and everyone hates you on the internet. What? Sorry, what are we talking about? It's a brand. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, uh, this one I, I want to explain a couple of ways. Um, dear Coach Leach, I don't know if we're going to answer it as Mike, but I definitely want to answer That's it. That's fraud. Explain. Boom. Explain. Explain how contract negotiations and negotiations are processed under maritime law. Sincerely, ECU. I like that ECU just admits they're they're not even attempting to be law literate. That's good. That's good. The first step is admitting what you don't know. And the law is definitely something that I don't think East Carolina is real familiar with. Um, if you did see, there was a big ecstasy ring out of a frat house in East Carolina <laughs> with three different like dudes who just look like three different avatars of the dude named Chad. Right? Like guy named Chad. You're like Chad one, Chad two, Chad three. Chadrick, Chadwick, and Chadler. All of them. And it was fairly ECU until our colleague Kofi Yeboy yeah figured out, oh yeah, it's super ECU because they confiscated a shotgun in a frat house. Yep. 
Yep, that'll do it. Every single time. Maximum ECU reached. So, how are contract negotiations processed under maritime law? Well, it's not it's not entirely possible to really sum up the the whole of of pirate law uh, in one word paragraph, but basically it's a reciprocal kind of negotiation. I give you something, you give me something. And that's how they do things in pirate law. For instance, if I give you 3 million dollars a year, I expect you to win uh, football games and if you don't we end up marching you down the plank. That that's how you do it. Which is how you know Florida wasn't necessarily negotiated under maritime law cuz apparently we just keep writing checks to people. It's neat. All right, I got one. <clears throat> and this isn't even I don't even know if this is funny or not. I just it 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 speaks to me deeply because I've wondered this. Michael J. Altman on Twitter. How are homeowners associations legal? It's my damn house. I'll put whatever I want in the front yard. I mean, I know the, the literal answer is like, well, you signed up when you joined the neighborhood. But still, still, damn it. Sounds well, let's, fun. Let's, let's see if we can think of an example of a collection of communities um, who are all just trying to do their best, trying to sort of find their way in the world. All kinds of people. Farmers. Blacksmiths merchants trappers whatever silver silversmiths beer makers and somebody a homeowners association far away shadowy with unclear representation says to them hey now you got to do this you can't you can't have tea in your yard there's a there's a penalty for that stamps we charge for stamps you have to use hoa approved stamps what happened? What happened to that little homeowners association? Hmm. Yeah, it. They the, the annual dues were not paid. Not the sw- the swimming pool was used regardless. Filled with blood. I, Filled with I, blood. I, this was a super like I don't remember these particularly in say Georgia or Tennessee. Growing up, I remember them in Florida. HOAs. Like, oh yeah. Okay. Big time. This is a Pinellas County thing. So in Pinellas County, HOAs, they would get in these kind of super intense arguments, right? The kind that you only really get in when you find somebody who's got time for you, right? Like most people, they don't have time for you today, right? You do like something kind of off. They might, you know, they might get a little ticked. Occasionally, though, especially with something like a homeowners association where you really can't get away from it. It's always there, right? Like home is home, and 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 when I get home, all of a sudden the thing I'm pissed about is is, is still home, right? I can't get away from it. Well, in the case of my wife's subdivision, there was an HOA where uh, they had a dispute over something real petty. I don't remember what it was. It was like something in a front yard, or something that wasn't supposed to be in a front yard. And uh, basically, the the finish to this story was the guy sued the HOA, won, bankrupted the HOA, and then uh, sold his house. Hell yes! Like, yeah, yeah. Now, so was, yeah. now, can we can we be like a little bit serious for a moment? The real reason HOAs are a thing are because white Protestants didn't want non-white Protestants to live in the neighborhood, but. You know, being polite and respectful and all, they wanted to put it on the HOA. It's not me. Oh, I would love to have a Jewish family in the neighborhood. I would love to have a, but you know, 
I can't paint my house yellow, and I also can't have a black neighbor. I'm sorry. It's right. just the, I, it, you know, that's a hundred and eighty dollar fine. Yeah, it's just that's... like how like every college is like I can't play players. The NCAA said I can't. Anyway, time to go vote on NCAA stuff because <laughs> I'm in charge of it. My favorite thing is to create is to create an abstraction of rules, a code which says all of the bad things I want to happen or think, and then I blame that. Whew, right? You're like, ah, I don't know. I just, I just, it's the killing robot I created. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I what am I gonna do about it? HOA Moses delivered these long ago, and you know we adhere to them strictly. So, <laughs> again, not actual Moses because, like I said, we don't let Jews live in this neighborhood. Sorry about that. Yeah, God said my fence can't be more than six feet high, so yours can't either. So yeah, so go HOAs. They're about white people being <laughs> shitty. Kevin, the racist killing neighborhood HOA robot. <laughs> He's just made that way. I can't do anything about him. Why is it murder? Just- why is it murder against the HOA rules? Well, you know we can't do everything. God, I mean, this is. Please, we don't want big government interfering in things. Yeah, now about exactly. Kevin the Killing Robot. <laughs> it's states' rights. <laughs> so the so I guess the equivalent of states' rights would be like cul-de-sac rights. <laughs> in this cul-de-sac, you can murder. This is the murder cul-de-sac. <laughs> I well, love living more, on Purge. This, this here's the kill to sack. Welcome to Purge Acres. Yeah, welcome to Purge Court. Purge Court's the best street in this neighborhood by far. Hey, we're at, we're at, we're having a cookout. You want to come by and kill each other? That's so, that's that's allowed. <laughs> Kevin's gonna be by. He's the nicest robot. He's a little killy. Mind him. <laughs> um, I wanted to if I could pick uh, if I could pick one. It would be, if you had to choose one legal TV show, be it procedural, drama, comedy, courtroom TV, to live on the set of the rest of your days, oh, choose carefully. Oh, this is so, Which har- one this do you is so heartbreaking because we have a death in the legal uh, television community today. We do, we do. Harry, An- Harry Anderson of Night Court, which I suspect might be Ryan's answer. Well, I don't know if it would be or not, but it is funny because uh, when I started pulling up these questions from Twitter and it's showing me what's trending, it says Night Court and Hannity right next to each other. I'm like, huh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) White nationalism. (laughs) (laughs) Deep state. Now, I I don't know that I'd necessarily pick Night Court because I don't think I could live with Lara Cat. He seems tiring. He seems, uh, I think he seems very tiring. I, th- I think he'd be tiring. Also, the emotional unavailability of Marshall Warfield after a while would begin to wear on me. Did you know that Sesame Street specifically recognizes the existence of Law & Order SVU? Um, I did not know that. Wow. <laughs> Why? So, How? so uh, in a couple of ways. First of all, they do a... And I gotta look up the details of this. There's like an SVU style, like episode in segment in one episode of Sesame Street, and that's like whatever. That's a little bit parody, so you can argue maybe it doesn't. But there are in multiple episodes they will throw to one of the characters or one of the actors. It'll just be like, "Here's Ice T. Here's Munch. Here's Stabler." In like their detective outfit, their tie their jacket if they wear one whatever 
at the station, at the desk. Clear. It's clearly the SVU set. It's supposed to be the SVU set. They're supposed to be detectives working in the sex crimes unit. And they're just there being like, you know a word that I like? Frustrating. And they just do normal. <laughs> they just do normal Sesame Street segments. To be clear, lots of famous people go on Sesame Street, and they figure out a way for it to not be like, "Oh, okay." Um, so let's see. What have you been in? Oh, James Spader. We're gonna do Crash. We're gonna do a Crash-themed episode of Sesame Street. It's gonna be great. Kids are gonna love it. You ever fuck a car? <laughs> so. Are you trying to tell me Ice Cop Killer T has been on Sesame Street? Yes, I'm pretty sure yes. The list of That's people, the list of people who've been on Sesame Street is like, it's pretty. It's not the most exclusive club, is all I'm saying. Okay. Has okay. he done? Has he done? Has he done one of those like dumb drug themed jokes on Sesame Street? Right. Probably. I mean, just there's a whole there's a whole Wikipedia page for it, and right next to each other. He, he, all right, Buzz Aldrin has been on Sesame Street. Julie Andrews has been on Sesame Street. Who's right there in between them in alphabetical order? Jason Alexander. <laughs> they're not. They're not just like you. Don't have to be extremely famous or special to be on Sesame Street. I haven't. I have a question. I I have a question for the two of you. Sorry. Yeah. From um, at Stu Da Baker, twenty thirteen. What's the biggest crime you'll admit to committing? I don't have to answer this because I already have <clears throat> on this program. <laughs> That's true. You have. At one at one point or another. Um. God. I'm sorry. Again, what was our I'm question again? Friend. Spencer's going to have a better answer for this than I will. No, Ryan, you gotta find something. I mean, probably when I was writing, uh, well, yeah, this is easy. This goes back to the thing. Um, so, all lawyers, all all lawyers who work for a law firm, it's not necessarily the same if you work for, like, the government or you're in-house counsel or something. You bill your time. And you bill it in six-minute increments because life is hell and you should be made to feel that in very specific apportioned ways. Um, but it's not just a matter of like, oh, six minutes, I did this or whatever. You're, you know, I, I was I was working. I was working for six minutes. No, you're supposed to say like, f- what case you were working on? For what client? What were you doing? There, uh, there are almost certainly billings that exist where Fortune 500 company that shall be not named here yeah, I build you for writing EDSBS bullshit. Damn. Yep. yep. Damn. Come take my license. We'll wait for that. Did Spencer leave? Did Spencer get body shamed again? Mm, he'll be back. I think. Well, he's probably trying to like tabulate which his biggest crime was. My biggest. My biggest <laughs> crime. <laughs> Like calculating it by monetary value, like you know. In, <laughs> do you mean in, in by Grand yeah? Theft do you Auto. mean by 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 mm. uh, damages caused or by thickness? <laughs> <laughs> by calorie count. Yeah, I mean, I mean, a sh- a short list of crimes committed, right? Right. 
what about transporting drugs across state lines? Eh, that's pretty... I've, lots of people have done that. I mean, lots of people have done that, but by cash value? What, yeah, what quanti- what, 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 uh, what quantity do you estimate we're talking about? I mean, over a lifetime? Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of small amounts, but they'd probably add up. I don't think I'd be facing... Man, I'd probably be facing felony. I don't know. It takes, felonies are way too easy to get. Quote me. I, I was going to say, if Je- <laughs> Jeff Sessions could probably find a way. Oh, look, he's got four. He, he transported four pounds of marijuana over his entire lifetime. I think he should be executed. Someone get me a step stool. Because um, <laughs> he's short. It's the joke I have on him. He's otherwise just it's an awful human being. He didn't even go to didn't even go to Bama undergrad. When you're like, hey, how do you talk that way about a Bama man? He didn't go there undergrad. He's went to the law school. I'll put that evil on him because it's his. He's got to own it. As your lawyer, I'm going to stop you before you go any further. Yeah. Um, biggest crime by cash value. I'm going to come back to that because I didn't do it. Like, I remember reading some. I remember reading something about a guy who was working and did something like he dropped a. He dropped an air conditioning unit onto off a crane. Sure. Right? Yeah. And, you know, that costs like millions. <laughs> then he like and then he was like later and then quit. So I don't know if that's a crime. Um Did you do this? Maybe. No. <laughs> I, didn't. I, I didn't do anything that bad. I think once when I was really, really broke, I uh I accidentally like hit a car in a parking lot and drove off. And I left a note that basically said this. Hi, I'm real broke and hit your car. I'm very, very sorry, but I'm leaving. <laughs> which, <laughs> which if, you know, like what's my most Florida man moment that I mean like, Hey man, I'm real sorry about that. I'm totally just going to get out of here. What that, that, I, that would get you into Florida heaven. They'd be like, Oh, you tried. You big stupid dipshit! You tried. You it was a note, yeah. You tried to be good. <laughs> that's that. That's the worst part is that you know there's like an attempt to be semi-moral without actually doing the moral thing, <laughs> no, right? No, not even vaguely. No, 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 no. It was like, hey, I, I shot your dog. That's pretty bad, isn't it? <laughs> most... Anyway, here's a note about shooting your dog. Later. <laughs> the most Florida version of good is merely acknowledging doing something bad. Not really apologizing, not making it right, just copping to it. That's it. Yeah, I did it. That's crazy. Anyway, this manatee's gone. He's not coming back. <laughs> Who's to say why? Yeah. <laughs> Nature is cruel. Everyone has a time. If you think about it, it's not necessarily my fault. Maybe he had cancer. Maybe I'm a hero. Don't don't, don't cry for him. We all have a part to play. <laughs> think of all the hungry fishes who'll be able to survive on him. We're all children of the winter. We're all children of God, so it's just an act of God. <laughs> Even this manatee, manatees are children of God. <laughs> Who made those? God, they're, God didn't make those. They're kind those, of like manatees well, were. If God made those, manatees were a first fucking draft. Man, yeah. Well, the manatees are kind of the bumbling, floating like waiters of 
you know, God's world, right? Like, can I get you a beverage? Whoa, a speedboat! Manatees, manatees were God trying to say, like, I wonder if I can make a person with my left hand. And being like, oh, man, <laughs> definitely not. Oh, that is ridiculous. Print. Yeah, God tried, print. God tried to no, he tried the no look. <laughs> wow. I'm going to make a sexy Let's lady. Leave. No look. <laughs> Let's leave those things underwater. Ooh, give them to the sailors. You leave those in Florida. Also, I think like Australia is where he puts like all his like, okay, <laughs> let's just tuck this away where no one will find it. Yeah, I'm going to make a cute dog. Yeah, you made a redback spider. Oh, dear. Yeah, just put that in Australia. What if I put guns on a panda? What are you talking about, God? <laughs> That's in Australia. <laughs> I am Grant Gordon. And I'm Ravi Gurumurthy, and we're your co-hosts of a new podcast called Displaced, from the Vox Media Podcast Network and the International Rescue Committee, where Grant and I work. Right now, the world is witnessing the largest displacement crisis since World War II. That is, the largest number of people who've been displaced because of conflict. If you want to understand why that is and what can be done about it, listen to Displaced. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Um... Speaking of animals, uh, I do want to answer this question from our good friend Janie Campbell at It's Janie C. What is the funnest way to run afoul of the Fish and Wildlife Commission in the off-season? I'm going to assume, because Janie lives in Florida, that she means the Florida Fish and Wildlife Commission. So I did a little research, as any responsible lawyer would do. Um, The Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission, I should say has a variety of um, interesting portions of their website. Uh, But I settled on python hunting. A lot of rules about python hunting in Florida. Mostly because Florida is overrun with pythons. Vote Rick Scott for Senate. Um, So pythons can be humanely killed on private lands at any time with landowner permission. No permit or hunting license required. And the FWC encourages people to remove and kill pythons from private lands whenever possible. Whenever possible. But again, get permission. That's got to be a weird conversation. Like, hey, uh, you got like eight pythons in your backyard. You cool if I kill those? Ugh. Sorry. Kind of got a weird sex thing going on later. So... <laughs> Need need you to not. Um, but there are rules to python hunting. Uh, for instance, unless you have a python removal permit, a real permit you can get in the state of Florida, the greatest state in the <laughs> in the union. Live pythons may not be removed from these areas. I think that's kind of bullshit because I think the test for whether you can get a python removal permit should be. Can you remove a live python successfully? If you do, great. You pass the test. Here's your permit. If you don't, it's not really an issue anymore. If you take a live python out and it didn't work out, I don't think the gar- I don't think the state's going to be like, "Whew, yeah, ah, uh, well, your half digested corpse. We're going to have to write you up. It's four hundred dollars. It's got to come from somewhere." Uh, but good news is python skins or meat may be kept and or sold, please note, this is in bold, 
Burmese pythons from Everglades National Park have been found to have very high levels of mercury. Therefore, meat from pythons harvested in Florida may not be recommended for human consumption. So again, just, you know, look uh, demand that you get your python meat from quality dealers. Not cheese it Cheese it python meat? Garbage. They don't screen for shit. Florida's out here with fucking don't buy python flavored cheese. Don't buy don't buy python flavored cheese it's. They're don't not feed good. your python. Don't feed your python cheese it's, and you won't have a radiated python. I don't think that's what mercury is, but it's fine. And no, cheese, listen, hey, that is hey, now. We're, we're on that bro, we're on that extortion we're, thing. We're like, hey, cheese it's give you mercury poisoning. That's not actually true, legally speaking. This we're lawyers, not scientists. Sat, it's satire. We can do that. Um, I also like that. There's a whole. I haven't even clicked on it. Exotic pet amnesty program. Sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Fucking. Does great. that mean like if you find a dragon or something? Um, I think it's just uh, uh, basically it's so you know how there are like gun buybacks where the the cops or some local part of the of your municipality will be like, hey, no questions asked. You come in, you give us a gun, we give you you know fifty bucks to Applebee's or some shit like this. This is like that, but for illegal pets. So this is like, hey, be cool. I got a gorilla. I'm giving it to you. <laughs> I'm giving it to you. Yes. Um, the best part is I have clicked now because I couldn't help myself. Uh, so they have exotic pet amnesty days throughout the state. They're free. Everyone is welcome to attend. They encourage kids and families to see exotic animals up close, which... Yeah, this is a place where people are bringing their exotic pets that they admit they are not responsible enough to keep. So I'm not sure I'm bringing my child to that, but you know what? It's Florida. Sometimes you just need Yeah, so you're to... like, hey, here's my fighting kangaroo, um, and there's just kids, like, petting it yeah. while I'm turning it in, and he's wearing handcuffs? Correct. Um, so, in total, they had the first event in 2006... Six animals were surrendered total. Pretty pretty sad start. I am happy to report that they peaked in 2012 when they held six events and 279 exotic animals were surrendered. All told, all told this program has, has over 2,500 animals that they have had handed over to them. God, Florida, you're just killing, you're literally killing it. I know we say this a lot, but that's the most Florida thing I've ever heard. That is the new most Florida thing I've ever heard. Just a traveling roadshow of freakish animals that you, that are illegal that you Fuck. can just they're give having to. they're having one in St. Pete in May. Maybe we should do a live show there. Um, I will I will tell you that uh, for in Martin County, Florida. <laughs> In Port St. Lucie, there's an animal rescue. And if you go to their page from time to time, it works like this. Mm, Pitbull, cat. Pitbull, cat. Wallaby, cat. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> the hell? Like, who brought in a kinkajou? I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know what kinkajou is, but we got three of them. You go back and click on the shark and, oh, already got. He's already been adopted. No, man. Some... That, that shark has found uh, his forever home. <laughs> Sco Scooter uh, chases cats because he's a shark. 
He's not housebroken. Yeah, he's not housebroken because he's a shark. He has a terrible attitude because he's a shark. So, honestly, Janie, I think the answer is go to one of these adoption days and just interview as many people as you can. Just be like, so why? So, again, why? Why? Why Why a timber wolf? Tell me more. <laughs> in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> a polar bear. You have a polar bear in Florida. <laughs> did, did you get high and watch White Fang? You did get high and watch White Fang. I knew it. There's one at every exotic animal day. Next question. Um, um, yeah, go ahead. Well, I have one that I can actually answer Perfect. from Steve Gherkin. I forgot to tell my landlord that I'd be moving after my lease and it automatically renewed. How do you recommend I get out of this? So <clears throat> as your attorney, I'm going to advise you to find a whatever whatever this operation is that you're paying money to. Well, that you were paying money to. Not going to do it anymore. We're going to get you out of this. You you find a desk that they have, a desk that someone sits behind, and you do what I do to get out of every situation I've ever got out of. You stand in front of that desk, and you look really confused, and then you just wait. Eventually, they'll get sick of you, and they'll tell you to go away, and you don't have to give them any money. It, it works in every situation. Um, just, just look really confused and make it clear to them that, like, they either have the choice of they can expend a lot of energy to explain things to you and like walk you through this process, or they can just say, get, get out of my sight, you piece of shit. So, works every time. That's, that's surprisingly good advice, I hate to say. Um, Thanks. Uh, it, friends, yeah. I friends, think also, also yeah. in evictions, um, if you know a real G out there, like somebody who's a, a super, super boss type, about evictions who who's done all this stuff before um you'll know this uh, apparently sometimes you can get the sheriffs to take your stuff to your new apartment or to wherever you're staying <laughs> i mean it's just I, I, it's on the way i knew i knew somebody who did that she's from arkansas and she's just like one of those people who's like what are the cops gonna do arrest my couch <laughs> like, <laughs> Because, you know, I think everyone else gets evicted and they're like, oh, oh, my God, how did this happen? Why did, why, did, why did life get to this point? There are people, though, who when they get evicted are like, well, Sergeant, you're going to take me to my next place or not? Uh, this one comes from uh, Tweege at JMB22392. My ex attempted to sue me for $200. Fun story. Was my strategy to ignore it until she gave up the correct strategy? Did it work? Yes. If it worked, yeah. If it didn't, no. That's the most lawyerly answer I can give you. If it worked, you did the right... Yep, great job. If it didn't work, well... Bad, bad choice you. Being a lawyer is the ultimate Monday morning quarterback. It's great. We don't have this to. It sounds like you're, you're, you're valuing results over process. Yeah, that's literally all, all, all lawyers do, except the annoying mm. ones. There are the annoying mm. ones who are all like, well, in process, 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 process. But they're not the big balls, big ball lawyers who win in court. Huh. So it's the, so it's like the opposite of football, where the guy who wins is always talking about process. I like I, I like that you're I like that you're like, yeah, the lawyers who know the rules, the nerds. <laughs> nerds. <laughs> Those guys don't ever get to work at the White House. What <laughs> yeah, there's no evidence of anybody, you know, having that come back to bite them right now, today. 
every day. Forever. <laughs> Constantly. Until we pass through this hell we're in. We won't. <laughs> it's good. It's fucking great. Um, God. We should do... Uh, well, here's here's a legitimately good one. Or here a legitimately helpful one. From Andrew Del Toro at Stonecutter7. What exactly is illegal about paying NCAA basketball players? As far as I can tell, the money wasn't embezzled or misappropriated. It's, of course, referring to the pending federal criminal case against <clears throat> various uh, members of shoe companies and mostly, like, assistant coaches, I believe, uh, around college basketball. Are either of you, like, terribly familiar with this with this case? If we had Alex Kirshner on, he could probably explain all of it, but... <laughs> so I believe that it's the feds are going for uh, fraud, right? Because they were steering these kids toward specific deals that I don't know. Yeah, it, it's it's. I, I don't know. Like it's not yeah. like the feds have other things going on. No, right like the feds. The feds didn't care about NCA rules. They were just like, here's a high profile target. We can get them on fraud. And yeah. the case has sort of changed recently where it seems that now it's sort of been for a while. It was sort of suggested that this was against NCAA rules and they were sort of prosecuting it as if that was in some way like a violation of the college's right to control its own purse strings or whatever. But <clears throat> now it's sort of being changed and, and and sort of like well these are colleges that receive federal funds and therefore they may be misusing the federal funds i don't know but now it's sort of like that the colleges themselves are the victims as if it's a matter of, well you wouldn't have given, given the scholarship to this young man if you knew that he was only coming because of shoe money if he didn't love state university well you never would have <laughs> It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Perish the thought. What the Perish fuck? the thought of attending NC State out of anything other than deep, deep love for NC State. It's just, I, I, here's the thing. I don't know. I don't, this case, this case, I remember when it came out, everybody was like, oh, fuck. The FBI's involved. The Department of Justice. The Southern District of New York. Serious institutions. And I still don't know what the fuck this, I don't know why this is happening. I don't know who cares. I don't know who this matters to. I don't care if shoe companies give their money to high school basketball players. I definitely don't care enough no. to see to want there to be like a federal prosecution against it. I think it's funny when you give your money to a high school student and he doesn't do what you thought he was going to do. I think that shit's great. Yeah, I I'm really I, this goes in more than one dimension of current affairs. I am most intrigued by the school of law employed by the vested wealthy or powerful that insists that the dumb thing I did uh, is, in fact, a crime if somebody doesn't go along with it, right? Right? Like, I put out free cake! Cake that the government doesn't control, and somebody just took it and walked off with it! It's crazy! It was one piece each! There was a sign. I put a note on there. The post-it constitutes a legal mandate. It said, please share. 
But now, now all I did, all I did was money launder. Now there what is what's wrong with that. <laughs> now there is a really good. The money was dirty. There is a really good wrinkle to this case recently, where so basically the gov. I think again, I'm not like super familiar. I didn't take this job so I could read a lot of fucking legal documents. You assholes. The government's theory is basically. The shoe companies give this money to assistant coach X. Assistant coach X makes sure that it gets to the player or the player's family or whatever in exchange for them to sort of have a long-term to go to school affiliated with the shoe company. And hopefully, if they have a good, you know, one year in college, go to the NBA, eventually sign with that shoe company, etc. It's an interesting theory, I guess. It's not. But the best part is... Some of the assistants have been like, yeah, I just kept the money, actually. So, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know how I could have been, I don't know how I could have been inducing this kid. To, yeah, just kept, yeah, I make nothing. So, yeah, I definitely kept that $80,000. I'm sorry, but I did. Which was, a, that, that, that was a heroic thing to do, actually. Because mm-hmm. you're, you're robbing from fraud guys. <laughs> The feds come and you're like, yeah, I was holding it for you, but then I bought a car. You're an honorary fed now, son. <laughs> Jay and Groover. <laughs> the best part. The best part. Junior is saying fed. It, <laughs> saying it all out loud is the best part, right? Like mm-hmm. I am, I am the negligent juror in every case because most of the time. And things like this, I'm like, oh, man, that sounds awesome. Somebody's like, yeah, you know, the plaintiff brought in 500 kilos of right, cocaine I wanna, before inside, we wrap up, a jets, inside a jet ski. I'd be like, yeah, awesome. Like, yeah, we need, we need to excuse this guy. This, this is not working. <laughs> or if it's a bunch of adults who are like, yeah, we gave, a, we gave like 50 grand to this 17-year-old. What did he do with it? I think he spent it all on, you know. Like Beyblades, like he just put it all in expensive tops, and you know, and I'm like, they're, awesome. collect- they're collectible. We had a business agreement. And I'm like, you run a shitty business, and you just testified to it in court. You just admitted you got owned by like by like a kid before he ever got graduated high school. I could do this all day. Your Honor, I want to dismiss the case. Hell no! I got six more weeks of watching adults admit this is what they do for a living. Get the NCAA up here. What do you guys do? Well, yeah, we tried to figure out whether this guy took like 500 bucks from somebody to play football. And and how do you do that? Well, we ask. What if they don't want to answer? Uh... Well, uh, <laughs> then we ask. Then, then we ask someone who already doesn't like them. We ask. We ask. Like how, we ask their ex friends. How do you sleep? <laughs> Not really like, well. How do you go home? Not great. What do you I, I have all ab- you do for we, a living. I have. We ab- sleep on exactly seventeen dollars and sixty one cents of lodging per night. <laughs> You're like, what do you do? I distract people on the internet for a living. And that's so much more dignified than what you well, do. Well, hang on. That's not all we do. Sometimes we uh, punish children for making money on their own. Oh, you mean like by selling drugs? Or, well, no. If they're musicians, that's <laughs> that's not okay. We stop that. We stop. We kill music for a living. That, that's how we do it. It's, it's amazing. We um, All we do... For a living is basically keep people from getting amounts of money that would purchase extremely shitty cars. 
That's it. All I want to do is keep somebody. I want to keep somebody from buying a Ford Tempo. That's it. That's all I'm going to do. Gonna I really keep, like can... that our um, legal episode has gotten us to a point where it's like, all right, now these three lawyers, three geniuses of the law, are going to put their minds together and try to figure out the NCAA. Now, now, hold and, on. Now, nope. That's when you too far. That's when when you when you find out that a school gave somebody a Ford Tempo. What do you do? We make sure that they don't give a scholarship to some other kid. Yeah, that's what we want to do. <laughs> we want to make sure that that's the fair thing. <laughs> That's the fact. <laughs> it's to rob the opportunity from somebody else. Oh, and by the way, I do all this from a gigantic building in Indianapolis that sells a basketball tournament once a year, where all we do is control what cups people use. That's it. <laughs> this I, I, I love this because it's like if they if if the government went to a bank and were like, "Hey, we found that you're like embezzling." customer funds you're like adding fees that aren't supposed to be there we want you to fire the people involved they were like okay we talked to the ncaa and they said as long as new employees get a 15 minute shorter lunch break then that's a penalty enough also we won't go to the bank convention for two years won't go won't do it we good and also, Chip Kelly can't work here for a while. Chip Kelly has to have a very good reason to work here. <laughs> That's it. We're gonna we're gonna make sure that he has to go. Yeah. Can what about the entire profession? No, he can go work other places. <laughs> like a bigger, like a bigger <laughs> bank. Oh yeah, the biggest bank. Oh yeah, he can go get a better job. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a better job where he actually makes more money and doesn't have to do this weird thing where we just convince people to kind of. I don't know. Go to the school because you like it. Definitely not oh, sure. paying you. Back to that <laughs> sure. thing. He could go have actual employees for a few years. Yeah, then sure. Then, then he'll have to come back. But. Yeah. Then then we'll we'll bring him back. All right. You know, that'll be fine because that all proves something. Let's let's having having legally defended the NCAA. You're welcome, <laughs> Mark Emmer. We will be sending you a bill. Stupid ass. Um, there are adults who do this all day. <laughs> That's all they do is they make up rules to defend this gigantic basketball tournament. And occasionally they show up and they ask 19-year-olds in Mississippi for pee in a cup. That's what they do. (laughs) How do you not die from shame? I need to learn this skill. They used to have to care about bagel toppings. They cut themselves (laughs) some slack on that. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, they're really good. They're really gonna drop the hammer on Old Miss. What are you gonna do to Old Miss that life hasn't done already? <laughs> it's as fermented as fermented could get. Leave it in the ground another thirty years. Now I will say the pu- before the, we- uh, the, yeah, the punishment for Old Miss is fewer people have to go to Old Miss. <laughs> What do you have to do? Well, now we just have to find even more illicit ways of paying people to play this game. Oh, like that wasn't going to happen anyway. On the plus side, our admissions rate just got a little more competitive. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, U.S. News and World Report. I will say the NCAA used to have a really good penalty that they don't use anymore, which proves how like feckless and not actually interested they are in this, which is... If you really got in trouble, but it wasn't death penalty worthy, 
they this used to be a thing and it's amazing to think about now they just be like you don't get to play on tv you don't get to play and it's the one penalty that as stupid and boring as the ncaa is i do wish they'd bring back because it would flip everyone out in the stupidest best ways not necessarily just the team involved but if you did this for an sec team if you did it for old miss for example and you're saying you don't get to play any games on tv this year you're off you just told Bama and Texas A&M and Arkansas and LSU and Auburn. You just told them you have one game you can't watch on television at all. It'd be amazing, and we need to bring it back. Also, you just told Bama you have a game where no one can see what you do. <laughs> like legends emerge of the scores <laughs> like five hundred to nothing. My God, it was horrifying. <laughs> I like the idea. That we had, you, we had a very had, effective you, Saturday. It, it was very effective. Was, We're very was, pleased with play, our team. It was played for the national championship. We Texas A and M. We we uh, yep. <laughs> we uh, UCF swoops in and claims. <laughs> yep. Yeah, we played Ole Miss. Yeah, it was awarded. Uh, There's a newspaper report about it. Yep, that was a national championship on, game. Uh, we played it, in it, October game. because we're more efficient than other schools. We don't need to wait till January. Do do our national championship. You know, you know what would happen, right? What? Oh, you'd get this. You'd get the guy with, like, the way we watched Hawaii when Hawaii wasn't on TV, right? (laughs) Shitty Periscope. And he periscoped the entire, like, (laughs) Hawaii-San Jose State game on his phone, and 500 people were watching it. That's what they'd do, except it'd be, like, 500,000. There'd be, like, eight Aggies, and they'd try to triangulate, right? Like, okay, switch to Aggie 4-4, World War II was cool, up in section 83 okay for this like they'd get like a whole production board together they'd be like yeah be like get trump fan 89 nuts get him up there get because we gotta we gotta broadcast that too here we go oh we got a production going boys it's oh my thing. god all that to see old miss a&m i kind of want them- on like a clipping penalty or something I kind of want them to. I want them to try this anyway this year, right? To be like, boys, you don't need to pay for cable. Aggie Vision's on. <laughs> which 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 team would want to get the TV ban though? Would like UConn be like, oh man, yeah, we've been breaking all kinds of rules. You better not let anybody <laughs> see any of this because that would be a great punishment for us. We would really learn our lesson. Like, what team? What team is gonna suck this year? And they don't want it on TV, but they definitely want to watch it, right? Like what? What? What team's in for it and has lost like a bunch of talent? This is actual football content. I wasn't prepared. Yeah, whoa, buddy. Whoa, whoa. I I know. I know. I'm asking an actual question, but like, all right. For instance, Old Miss. I think Old Miss is still a good pick here. (laughs) Like, who's gonna want to watch this Matt Luke squad? (laughs) Don't know about that. I think West. I think West Virginia can work if you can convince Dana Holgerson that it's because it's too sexual. <laughs> You're playing after hours, buddy. Dana Dan Holgerson's like, can I watch this year through static, through lines like old porno on cable? Are you saying we're on Cinemax? We're running the spice offense. <laughs> this is actually how I've only watched film. I've only. Oh, huh? we were on TV. <laughs> Think of the shit. Think of how 
how much Dana Holgerson plays with his genitals during a broadcast game. Now imagine the cameras are gone. <laughs> oh, yeah, he just he just dropped trout, oh. pissed on the sideline, didn't give a shit. It's magnificent. He didn't even pee that much. He clearly didn't have to go that badly. He just did it. Yeah. <laughs> like when you Welcome. take a dog outside and the dog's like, I don't gotta go, but this is mine now. This is mine now. This is mine now. This is mine now. Welcome to the wet shoe diaries. <laughs> coach, coach, do you really want Kansas's track that badly? Maybe. I don't know. Can you, you, track now. Can you run dogs on it? Can you bet on him? <laughs> Boom! I got a casino. Uh, let's let's before we wrap. Let's do this one from twenty one average at DBBBM. I might have put an extra B in there. Nobody will know. Uh, Fifty two. Which coach is most likely to represent himself in court? Again, let me frame this. This is the worst thing you can ever do. The dumbest, worst, stupidest thing you could ever do is represent yourself in court. So I will let you, Spencer and Jason, start this conversation. Can we remind everybody of somebody who has considered this a little <sighs> Donald Trump's lawyer! My soon to, my soon to be <laughs> predecessor, Michael Cohen. <laughs> That's right. Um, uh, doesn't Mike Leach have a law degree? Mike Leach he does, does he would have never, a law degree. And, and he would never represent himself in court. I really don't think. Like We're like, oh, Mike Leach is eccentric. Yeah, he's got a law degree. They taught him that. He's not going to disobey that. That's gravity. You don't represent yourself in court. To do this, you need to have an extremely inflated self, uh, self sense of self-importance. You need to really not work well with others. You need to kind of be not that trusting. Think you're the smartest person in the room. Um, call, everybody an <clears throat> call everybody an asshole. Shit like that. And you need to uh, just sort of make bad choices. So, so tell me who fits all three of these. I, I honestly don't know. Bobby Petrino! Fuck. Fuck. I won't be representing myself <laughs> here, Honor. And you can clearly see my client didn't do anything wrong. I told you we're all unsexy. I told you. Um, so this is weird because normally we just end the podcast saying something disturbing and haunting. Like we just did, but we can't. This we won't this week, and we have a good reason. It's because of what Spencer Hall. Oh well, because the Vox Media Podcast Network, uh, they uh, what we appear on, they've launched a show called Displaced, which irrelevant to this week's intro and to the EDSBS charity drive. Um, it's focused on humanitarianism. It's produced in partnership with the International Rescue Committee, uh, also known as the IRC. They're a fine organization, even though at one point they did employ me what to did work you, stateside what did resettling you do? refugees. What did you do for them? I ran education programs for high school youth. So I ran a, an after-school program that uh, helped refugee <clears throat> age or, or high school age refugees catch up with American work and this sounds so funny if you imagine me in charge of it but i swear it was my what my job at one point and i was not terrible at it there are a lot of different layers to that operation though and this show 
uh, which covers a lot of them, is available on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to this show. Shut down full cast. I I can't dunk on you for that job. That's the problem. If you have friends who work for <clears throat> charitable institutions or nonprofits or whatever, by and large, you can't dunk on them. Even if they're like so-so or even bad at the job, you know? That's why I mean, that's well, why we need cap you're... that's why we need capitalism so that we can dunk on each other for being bad. <laughs> that's it. Otherwise you're just actually doing things for humanity, you know? As long as you're do as long as you're doing no harm. As long as it's not like, yeah, you know, I work for I, I work for a nonprofit. What do you do? I'm just handing out guns. Just handing them out. Anyone who wants one. 